So when you're building, whether it's you're trying to build a community or you're fostering a community, you really need to be, the businesses don't need to come from a place of control. They need to come from a place of nurture. Mike's beginning, he, he tried to fight it there. You saw the head beginning to bob and you saw, him, you saw him fight it. He's beginning that, this intro music's beginning to warm up to you, isn't it, Mike? Uh, I, I, I don't know about that one yet. There's the, uh, the, the Foo Fighters uh, stuff in our, in our uh, guest uh, background. There we go. So if uh, anyone's listening to the uh, podcast here, if you heard that music and you pay attention to hashtag marketing Twitter, you know who we're about to introduce. Um, this is a great um, this is a great introduction because I'd never actually seen our guest before. Um, I think you actually connected with me following an inbound mm-hmm. presentation. Yep. Um, we started going back and forth on Twitter and uh, this entire, you know, so everything I know about Christina, um, I learned on Twitter. So if that's real, then that's great. And if it's not, then I've got the uh, the Twitter side of Christina. So Christina, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to everybody and uh, let us know what your, uh, what your gig is. Absolutely. So I'm Christina Garnett. I'm that Christina G on Twitter. I am a massive Foo Fighters fan and also a massive HubSpot fan and now currently work at HubSpot. I'm a senior marketing manager for offline community and advocacy there. And I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay, so we're going to get into what those things mean, but you, you, you said you're a big fan of Foo Fighters. Yes. You're a big fan of HubSpot. Yes. And I also know you're a big fan of the Virginia Tech Hokies. I am. So Go Hokies. One of these, really? One of these is not like the others. One of these doesn't belong. Which one of those three is it? So, we, uh, so I got to jump in just real quick. So what's what, uh, assume you went to uh, Virginia Tech? I didn't. I went to Davidson. See, now oh, that's the okay. other thing that's just complete. I've never met, like everybody I know that's with the Virginia Tech is crazy about Virginia Tech, which yeah. I don't fully understand. Yep. Um, I want to know if, if Hokie's friend, if, if, if Hokie's friend is Pokey. Um, but Christina is as rabid a Virginia Tech fan as anybody that I know that went to Virginia Tech, but she didn't go to Virginia Tech. So how did that happen? I married into it. Um, ah. Yeah, I married into it. And then like the Kool-Aid took over. So it's like all orange and maroon Kool-Aid as far as the eye can see. So yeah, there you go. You either have to fight it or you have to give into the Borg. I hear you. Yes. And, I... and, and also because of where I went to school, like Davidson's a basketball and soccer school. So I don't have, I don't have that like big college football experience to replace gotcha. with. So um, married into it, went to a few games. Um, there was a Miami game, 2007, um, like complete downpour, like phones were destroyed, like the whole thing. But I joked that I got baptized to Hokey that day because that was the day I was like, no, 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 I am here for this 100%. So there we go. We already figured out something great in common. <laughs> I, I, I married into Virginia Tech as well. I went yeah! to Radford, okay. which Radford, <laughs> wasn't Virginia a, Tech? It, Radford was not a big basketball school. It was not a big sports school was a party school and then, well, i was gonna say radford wasn't a big only one thing school right and then my wife was a uh she played lacrosse at virginia tech in fact she was the captain of the lacrosse team and nice. many of her friends played football so i know a bunch of those and she guys. married you I, I man i got lucky I, I, I don't know what happened i'll tell you what so um we'll we'll talk about like this is a great example of of what at least the initial subject of what we're talking about here is um, you know, Virginia Tech has has built a tremendous tribe, a tremendous community. Um, you're all about community. 
Yes. Um, at least from what I can tell. So um, I'm living a lie if I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so so why, why don't you tell us what your perspective of community is? Um, and then um, and then we'll dig in. I know I've got some interesting questions planned. Yeah, absolutely. So from like the bigger piece, you have community is just this like either it be one or two topics or one or two things that people have in common but things that you naturally gravitate towards that you're passionate about that you, whether you like it or not, you tend to find your tribe. And so what community does is it's either when it's made or it happens naturally, what you're seeing is this congregation of these people. Um, Virginia Tech, for example, if you see someone and you're in a different state and you see someone else in Virginia Tech gear, we don't walk by, we say go Hokies. Like they're, we, we acknowledge, I see that you are one of my people. I see that you love what I love. And so that essentially at the core is what is what community is. It's you have brought these people together with a central love. Sometimes it's a central hate, but most of the time, ideally it's a central love. And it's something that means a lot to them that they, that they want to talk to about. They want to, they want to share, they want to they want to talk about what it means to them. They want to they want to introduce and welcome others into the fold. But it really comes from this core central love of something, and that could be HubSpot, that could be Virginia Tech, it could be the Food <coughs> Fighters, it could be anything. But it's it really comes down to that that core sense of we have this in common. We both love this thing, and then from there, building off of that. So what else do we have in common? So then you see micro communities sprout up, and there's a lot, there's a lot of conversation about community, but there really needs to be a lot more conversations about micro communities because micro communities and clicks, there's a very slippery slope there. And so I think, I think that's an interesting are, dynamic. Are you saying this isn't the cool kids table? <laughs> I, I've never sat at the cool kids table. Um, I was, I was voted most likely to succeed in high school. I was never, <laughs> I um, was never going to be at the cool kids table. <laughs> all comes down to how you define cool. So commonality, and, and, and I think you added a second component, because I know a lot of times I listen to people talk about community, and I'd say to them, so tell me why the grocery store isn't a community, right? We yeah. all have something in common, we congregate, we, right? But, but it's, it, it's a commonality of love or hate for something, which is also yeah. something I think that's really interesting is you, in essence, have pro-communities, mm -hmm. you have anti-communities. Yep. Um, and if, if we have time, I think, the anti, I think one of the issues that's happening in, in the greater world right now is this, you know, we're beginning to see what the role of the anti-community is and yeah. that's having some, some major impacts. So like, I totally get the, 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 the nature of community around mm -hmm. your, your football team, your college, your, your, your crafts, your workout, uh, you know, Mike's a part of the CrossFit community, your a Peloton community mm -hmm. person. I, I keep reading, I've read that people get hurt doing CrossFit, people get hurt doing um, Peloton. No one's ever gotten hurt just lying on the couch for the entire weekend. So I'm of the <laughs> lie on the couch for the entire weekend. You're just um, risk averse. <laughs> that's right, exactly. exactly. Doug, I, I think you're, Christina, don't let him lie to you. He, he recently posted something on Twitter that he had worked out 365 days in a row. So don't don't let him fool you. I, I, I closed my exercise circle on my watch all, um, I, I guess I'm thinking about 380 days now. 380 that's days awesome. Now. And that's I've actually awesome. hit my move goal. I'm at like 1600 days or something like that. Wow, that's impressive. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about missing it because then like my I'll never be able to get you. You've hit your longest streak. So it's like Cal Ripken missing a game. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Me but and Cal Ripken. But that also. Cal Ripken all the time. <laughs> but that also plays a role in community too, because sure. the way that it's it's created either dopamine need or just feeling of accomplishment. But that that's the thing that a lot of communities struggle with is they know how to get them in the door. They don't know how to make them return and to return consistently. So, so what, that's where I wanted to go. So talk to me, like, what's the business application around community? Yeah. So um, actually I'll, I'll plug CMX for a second. Um, CMX just released their community insights report for the year. And there's a model that they talk about inside the report, which is brilliant. It's called the spaces model. And so it breaks it down into basically like, what are the objectives of a community? So like S you have support. And usually that tends to be like the lowest hanging fruit or the biggest priority for people, for businesses, essentially when they have a community. Well, if I build this community, then they can help each other. They can kind of take some of the weight off of my support staff who can't answer absolutely every single question, but you're able to go to this one central place, ask questions and other people who are power users or practitioners are able to come in and share those, share those insights. So you're able to provide support in a welcome environment and it also takes weight off of that. Then you have product. So it's a way for you to not only be able to share within that community what's going on, but you might be able to use them like a think tank. So now they get to help tell you more about like what kind of new features they would want or what kind of, what do you love but could be better? Or what do you absolutely hate that you've never used? And it's just like, just superfluous for, for our needs. That's an opportunity. You can also then use them to start pushing those products. So for advocates, if you have a big launch coming up, you could have them go there to talk about this. Adobe does this really well with Adobe Insiders. When there's, when there's Adobe Max, you know there's like a set group of people who are going to be highlighting those features, who are going to be highlighting those launches. Then you have acquisition. You basically are building a word of mouth army that will then be able to help you acquire new leads, awareness, all of that stuff. Then you have, um, then you have contribution. They can contribute things for you for like marketing collateral. So now you have people who can write reviews that you can then like screen capture and put on Instagram. They can write, e they can be a part of eBooks for you. They can write blogs for your, for your business as a user blog. And then you have engagement. Now these people are going to engage with your posts because they feel connected. They feel a part of your army. So now they're going to like your post. They're going to share your posts. They're going to make sure that people see what you're posting because they love it as much as you do. And then success the community feels empowered to be a part of what makes you better. And so when you grow, because they are part of that community, they feel like they are a part of your success, which just breeds further loyalty and further engagement. Are all of those subsets of community? So every one of those fits community or are all they of, extra all of, community? All of them can be put into community as a whole. It's a whole moving piece. And I tweeted about it earlier today, it's a garden. Like you're going to, you're going to plant whatever you want to plant. So if you want to make sure it's like setting ground rules. So, all right, here's where I'm going to put this garden in the backyard. Here's where I'm going to make sure that all the soil is. If I'm going to have like any bricks around it for like borders, that's where that's going to go. But being, being very clear about from the very beginning, what do I want this to serve? And it can serve all of those pieces, but there needs to be like an expectation. So for example, if you invite me to a party there's, I'm going to have questions. Where is it? Where, where would I, what would I need to do to attend? 
do you need me to bring something? Are there expectations of me as someone who's coming as a participant? Um, who else is going to be there? Like you said, is this the cool kids table? There's also this need for who's already in that community because being in a community sometimes isn't enough. Sometimes they want to be in that community because they know who else is in the room. And that's incredibly important to think about. So you, what you're doing is you need to be very clear about, you can do all of this in community, but it doesn't magically happen on its own. You have to set up boundaries and expectations for how your staff or whoever's owning that community is gonna behave, how they're gonna respond, not respond. And then what is the expectation and benefits for the people within that community? What can they expect good and bad? How do you want me to behave? Do you want me to bring a bottle of wine? Do you want me to bring hors d'oeuvres? Um, is this a, is this a kind of like black tie affair? Do I, can I wear jeans? All of those things. If you think about like a garden or a party, when you're bringing people in or you're planting seeds, you're, you have to have a plan of like, this is going to go here. This is what I need to do here. This is how often I need to water it. But it's all about setting those expectations from the very beginning. And that's why like the growth hacking idea of community is so so like just mismanaged it's just it's not right because there needs to be an idea like it doesn't come from nothing it doesn't spring from nothing so and mike you're gonna have to like jump in if you have questions because i got plenty um, <laughs> yeah no I'm I'm, I'm 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 listening like i didn't mean right now yeah. Mike. i was just warning you right okay <laughs> um so is yelp g2 crowd software advice google review are those communities? It can be. It but are they? Um, I would say Google reviews, absolutely, because they've done a really good job of having um, having guides. So like the guide aspect in community makes it really worthwhile because you're able to, they have mixers, they have meetups for different people. You're able to see and collect badges and find and really engage. And there's opportunities for gamification. So you're rewarded for that. You also get the opportunity to connect with others and be able to see like other, other guides in your area. So yes, as that, that's, that's great. Yelp reviews, kind of, um, it kind of worked in the same way, except the difference between Google guides and Yelp was Yelp really focused more on thought leadership. So anyone can be a guide and anyone can do Yelp, but with Yelp, it was, you wanted to be like the premium like reviewer. And that almost put you on the level of like a media person of like a journalist where you were seen in the regard of that. The guides, there's tiers and you can get to different levels, but I don't think anyone's looking at a Google guide like this person's going to destroy my business. Like they're a critic for the New Yorker. During like the heyday of Yelp and Zagat really like that was a thing. Like if someone was like a top tier, well-respected well Yelp reviewer and they came into your restaurant and butchered it, it carried weight. So, yeah, so, so I ahead. one time left a review on a restaurant because I thought it was really good. And mm -hmm. one time I left a review on a restaurant because I thought it was horrible. Yeah. Does that make me part of the community? It could if you keep going back, but it's not on Yeah, if you own. keep engaging, yeah. Yeah, it's all about your behavior. So when you join and you decide to be a part of that, then yes, you get to be a part of that community, but you have to actively continue in order for it to be, 
in, in order for you to be an active member. And that's also why a lot of community metrics, a lot of the measure active, it's active users or active members within the community, as well as engagement. Like how many people are actively involved and, and how, what's the percentage of actual engagement? Because you can be invited, like you could go to a Virginia Tech game and then never go again, never watch another game, never do anything. And so like you were invited to be a part of Pokey Nation and then you decided not to be. So there's always that choice. And that's also well, the beauty, of, that's also the beauty of community too, though. You can go in and you can leave at any time. I'm, I'm, I'm going to challenge that a little bit because okay. I think if, if, if I put on, and God, I can't imagine ever doing this, but if I were to put on a Virginia Tech shirt, yes. just so you know, my son graduated from James Madison. So that's, that's okay. Right. <laughs> it is, it's very okay. Um, right. But if I put on a Virginia Tech shirt, by the way, I, my distaste for Virginia Tech predates my son going to James Madison. Just <laughs> um, Well, I will take all vitriol with a grain of salt. <laughs> um, but, but, but if I were to put on a Virginia Tech shirt. Yeah. I'm part of the community. You are wearing the uniform of the community, yeah. But but, but like I'm accepted as part of the community. Yes, I don't have to go to a game. No, nope. I don't have to. Right. But that but that in itself is a behavior. Sure. That is sure, itself, no, I, that is itself as a behavior signifying you want to be a part. Sure. So right. you don't have to go to a game. Like I'm a massive Liverpool fan. I've never been to Anfield. Want to top of my bucket list? Understand the Northern Lights. So you'll does, have that in common with my son. He's he's a he's a paid member of the Liverpool Yay. football club, whatever. So good. you guys, you know, you college, you'll, you'll argue a little bit That's but okay. when it comes to football, okay. you'll be good. As long as you like Klopp, we're fine. Like, <laughs> um, as long as you don't speak ill of him, we're okay. So, so we're, we're going to go down a, a, um, I think we're going to go down an interesting route based upon how yeah. you answer this question. Okay. Cause, no, cause, no, cause no, no stress. <laughs> Because I am seeing, I, I don't know if it's just because like everybody on my Twitter feed is connected to you because of, of how well you promote and, yeah. and, and share, et cetera. I'm going to yeah. do an analysis and say how much of what I'm exposed to is actually just, you know, the world according to Christina, because it's all from you. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, I'm, I'm seeing between media yeah. and community, I'm, I'm seeing the rebirth of, it reminds me of where we were about 20 years ago, but this is like at a multiple of, you have to build community. You have to be a media company. And, you mm -hmm. know, we've got companies, you know, we've got product companies buying media companies. Mm -hmm. We've got product companies buying communities mm -hmm. and, and, and communities are turning into a tactic. And so yes. my question to you is, is community mm -hmm. an objective mm -hmm. or a byproduct? Oh, that's a really good question. It's both. It really depends on how you approach it. Um, I would agree though. It's definitely the buzzword of the day. Everyone's all of a sudden talking about community. Everyone's all of a sudden talking about how to leverage it and everything else. And it's, I'm hopeful because community is such a long form thing. It's like the definition of long game. So I'm excited for next year when all these people who've been talking about it and like they didn't see the immediate return they wanted, then they just start going like quietly to talk about something else. Um, and we're kind of left with the people who truly care about it. Um, but it's both. It depends on where it is in the ideation of your product or if it's an ad hoc. So a lot of people are doing it in an ad hoc fashion where they are saying, all right, I need to do this. Let's just build a community. 
um, while others have been putting it and integrating it from the very beginning. Public does a really great job of this. Um, in their app, you see them like there's opportunities to share what stock you, you bought or sold. There's opportunities to respond to articles. There's opportunities to, um, to talk to each other, to follow other accounts there. They've, they've had community and engagement be a core part of their app since inception. So the people who are in a capacity to start the community and start planting their seeds earlier on are gonna be in a healthier situation than the ones who were just trying to tack it on. The reason why is because the people who are, who are adding it as an ad hoc feature are gonna realize, or hopefully gonna realize that community bleeds into everything. It bleeds into everything you do because it's your users. So if you have a company and every department in some capacity touches a customer, then your community person touches every department too, because the community is an extension of the user base. So what's going to, what the problem is, is that the people who are, are, are trying to just like add on, they're going to hit barriers because they're going to feel like, well, I can't do this because this person does this or this person does this. And this was just supposed to be this one person like managing and talking to people when it's so much more than that. So there was like, a, I had a conversation with Mac Redden at Comsor and we were talking about, there was that article about how the chief, um, chief community officer is the new CMO and how like, we're all glad that they have that seat at the table. But it's like, mm, community's the table <laughs> because the users are the table. Because if you don't have the table, there's no reason for the chairs. Like if you don't have customers, there's no reason for everyone else to be there. So you have that. So the answer is it's both, but it needs to be integrated fully. It needs to be integrated in everything else you're doing because it's all about the users. And if you're not, like you could try to create a community out of nothing, but you have to have a strong understanding of who your audience is, what are their needs, and how are they doing that internally versus externally? Like. If you look on Reddit, like subreddits for me are gold. You can learn so much about people and what their needs are based on the kind of questions they're asking. So if you were to search your business and look at Reddit to see if there's anyone talking about your product or service, going in there and being able to see like, what are the questions that they're asking? Who are the people who are responding, who seem knowledgeable? What are, what are the major needs and the touch points and, and pain points that we're seeing them have that we as a company are not, not fixing or are not addressing. What type of company and or when is building community the wrong tactic? It's always the wrong tactic when you are just focused on the end goal. So if you just see community as like, I'm going to, we're going to build a community because we want to do this then it's never going to happen soon enough. It's never going to be successful enough for you because it's going to take too long. And you're going to want to see those quick wins like too often. So I would say that's the wrong tactic. Um, that's why a lot of people, yes. But when is it wrong? Like, I know that like there's the wrong way to do it. Mm -hmm. but, but if community is a tactic that's right for this group of company, for it to truly be something that it's right for, Mm -hmm. And it has so it to be, be wrong, that it's some, wrong for, or else it's just what you call your customers. Would it be, I mean, like, I don't know, things that are just completely self-fulfilling for an organization um, would probably, I, I don't want to answer for you, Christina. Yeah, but, no, you're good. I, yeah, I was going to, I was going to make a joke about introverts, 
like introverts all want to be invited to the community, but never want to be accountable for showing up. They just don't want to be there. <laughs> they just want to be left alone. <laughs> but so, so how high a take do you want to get onto our community conversation? What do you, you mean? Be like the real hotspot? Like we can, I, I'm ready for anything. It's, so here, here's a hold question. On, that on. I, I'm, going, I'm getting hot. Okay. I'm getting hot here. Got to get right. hot. Okay. Is Facebook a community? Yes. See, I don't think Facebook is a community. And if Facebook is a community, then we're in trouble. It's a community and it's, it's what you have is you have the whole channel as a community itself because you can join, you can communicate, you can add things. But what, you, what you're seeing in Facebook is you're seeing micro communities because no one, like you go in and you're not, like everything's not publicly available to you. So you have doors. So you have this community, but nothing's like publicly there. So what Facebook is a better example of and what we're seeing problematically are these micro community spread. And even if you're in a Facebook group or not, you yourself, if you have a Facebook page, you have a micro community because you only follow specific people. You are only connected to specific people. So what you're doing is you're creating your own like micro environment and that dictates what you see. So what these micro communities do is it closes the doors to what's actually involved. And then you have these communities where you have the opportunity to like, we go back to gardening, to cut weeds, to manage. The problem with Facebook and where I think you're going, but I could be wrong, is the lack of moderation. No. The lack of, the lack of actual community management. Nope. Because, nope. Okay, where are you nope. going? It's the actual, the exact opposite of it. Okay. Facebook is the most curated space on the planet, right? You see what Facebook wants you to see, present it in, a, in an illusion. So you think you're seeing what you like, you think you're getting that, mm -hmm. but you don't actually control what you're getting. You know, like Facebook groups was becoming mm -hmm. communities on Facebook. Mm -hmm. But if Mike and I are both a part of the HubSpot community, mm -hmm. right? If I go to my HubSpot group and he goes to his HubSpot group, we won't see the same things. Mm -hmm. That's true. Right. And, 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 and so you know, this is where when we start talking about measuring communities, mm -hmm. daily active users, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to start a um, Korean community click farm. Okay. Um, for daily active users, right? Um, if you're building a community, you can hire us, and we'll go in there. Um, we'll 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 spoof IP addresses, um, <laughs> right? So so like I I I think that. I think community is a byproduct. Okay. Right? Be because I think you have to be passionate about, about the user. Mm -hmm. um, but by the way, I think profit is a, is a byproduct as well. I think businesses mm -hmm. get themselves in trouble when they make profit the objective. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think the community, for, for it to be a community, mm -hmm. I, I think there needs to be commonality of, of passion, mm -hmm. commonality of truth. Mm -hmm. Or their um, truth, not truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Correct, correct, right. Now that we're talking about other things, I, I got to put that in there, like their yeah, truth. Yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right. No, but, but, you know, and, and, yeah. and that's where we're getting to some of these dangers, right? But, but there's, you know, when the, the moment you start micro-targeting, mm -hmm. the moment you start manipulating and capitalizing, that, that, that's where you take gamification mm -hmm. to create the feeling of a community, mm -hmm. but, but you're really not, Mm -hmm. You know, you're the product of Facebook. I mean, like but I think you could argue that about anything that has an algorithm and anything that has a content plan. Because whether you have a content manager who's trying to sway 
or try to like, like make sure that we don't deviate in certain ways, or we, this is how we're going to behave. These are the kind of conversations we're not going to have. Or if we're looking at like TikTok algorithm or Facebook or Quora or Reddit. But aren't, aren't, aren't those, aren't algorithms, I mean, they would, they would almost be the same as, as, as a community moderator uh, in the sense that, you know, when I think about moderators and some of the challenges with, with, with some of the communities that I've seen mm -hmm. is the moderators just tell you what you want to hear. And therefore you feel like, Hey, I'm just going to keep, you know, coming back. Yeah. I, I read an article that you wrote on uh, medium, which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And one of the high, uh, you know, biggest points you put is uh, like building a community and, 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 and how it relates with narcissism. Um, yeah. I thought that was okay. <laughs> I hadn't really given that much thought, but it's yeah. very true. Well, well, here, here's the thing that, that I think is, that I think everyone has to understand about community, yeah. right? It, it, humans are, are tribe-based creatures, i.e. Yep. humans. We, Absolutely. We, we need to be yep. in tribes. 100%. I, I think one of the reasons why community has become such a strong tactic mm -hmm. is because of the isolation that we've been experiencing. 100%. There, there, there's, there's a magnified need to this idea of, of to belong. Mm -hmm. um, so I wonder what's going to happen when we get back to, you know, mm -hmm. being able to go outside and actually, you know, be around people, mm -hmm. where, you know, what, what impact is, does that have? But, but, but the reason that I'm bringing this up is I, I, I think that, I think the community is running really high up the hype cycle. It is. I agree. And, and I think one of the reasons for it is that it's becoming, um, you know, it, it's, it's today's ABM. Right. Yes, I agree work. with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. and, and and so if what we do is mm -hmm. call it community, then that mm -hmm. buys us six to 18 more months with our boss because, you know, this is the thing. But then it's not really prescriptive. It doesn't really mm -hmm. it doesn't really guide us. Um, and and I'm, I'm going to circle this to actually a huge compliment for you at some point, I promise. It might not <laughs> feel that way until okay. we get there, but there Dag will be daggers into the donut. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about community and I go, oh, so community is just another word for word of mouth. It can be well, used word of for mouth word of mouth. Is a part of community, but it's, but community, right? Oh, or so even brand, or even brand. Like, yeah, yeah. Community is another word for brand. Community is another word for audience. So, so to me, what makes it different? And I'll, I'll give you a hint on what I think what makes it different by sharing what I, who I think was the most successful corporate community in the history of products mm -hmm. and that's harley davidson mm -hmm. and harley davidson almost killed their community do you know what i'm talking about no they sued hogs oh wow harley ownership groups do you know why they sued hogs because they were using the logo i'm assuming because they because hogs wasn't started by harley mm. hogs harley owner groups mm -hmm. were started by people that rode harleys yep legal counsel said you can't be doing that and they they sued them and then thankfully yeah. someone went in and said well wait a second here that might not yeah, be, please don't do that <laughs> it might not be the smartest thing yeah. so so the element here is it's self-organized mm -hmm. think about every other um community that we talked about when it's not corporate mm -hmm. right Hokies is a mm -hmm. self-organizing community mm -hmm. Right. And there are micro communities within there that self-organize. And, and I'm sure mm -hmm. to some degree, when all like all the hokey groups get together, mm -hmm. you know, this hokey group doesn't like that hokey, hokey group because they're not. 
Right. Yeah. But but I'll tell you what, if someone from the Cavalier community comes in, mm-hmm. those two hokey groups that were just fighting oh, yeah. about the right way to be a hokey go, whoa, hold on a second, right? Oh yeah. And, 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 and so there's <laughs> or we give them a Zima. Right? <laughs> or, or we give them a Zima. <laughs> right. Right. So so there's there, there, there's a self-organizing. Yeah. And and so you have to let you cannot control and have community. Mm-hmm. Right. So so it's an interesting thing that I haven't thought about on, on content management. Yeah. You have a content manager. How is that mm-hmm. different from an algorithm? And then my first answer is, well, because it's different. But then I go, I wouldn't let someone get away with saying that. So, so, so that, that's an interesting place. And I think that that's where like community happens mm-hmm. or it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't think a business gets to control that. It's not about control, though. It's about fostering. Tell me more. Yes. Okay. So if you're, okay. So it leads into the people who are going to do poorly. They're seeing these people as a growth hack tactic. They're seeing these people as numbers. They're not seeing these people as individuals. So you're going to try to control it because you only see them as a spreadsheet number. You only see them as this. The difference between that and actually going into the community is relationships. It's all relational. So when you're building, whether it's you're trying to build a community or you're fostering a community, you really need to be, the businesses don't need to come from a place of control. They need to come from a place of nurture. What do you need? How can we empower you? How can we entertain you? How can we educate you? So imagine if the hog groups, instead of Harley Davidson trying to sue them, imagine if they let them into the R&D team to be like, Design your, design your dream Harley. What would it look like? What kind of features would it have? Would it have a certain styling? Where would the seat be? Like, what does it look like? That's an opportunity. So what you're doing is you're isn't, you aren't saying, I want to control you. You're saying, I want to let you peek behind the curtain and I want to reward you for being a part of the community that is based off of love for us. How can we, how can we be a part of so it's not about control. It's about fostering. It's about, it's about being a part of that community. It's about businesses, especially if it's already established, like building it from like scratch is a whole different thing. But if you already have communities that are based off of your business or based off of the product or service you do, then your, if you're trying to go in there to immediately control, that's not going to work. You need to go in from a place of I need to understand these people. Audience intelligence is like one of the great loves of my life. I love social listening. I love learning more about people. And if I need to know what matters to you, I need to know what you care about. I need to know what you love. I need to know what just like irks you. Like if you've ever rage quit something that has to do with my business, I need to know. Like I need to know exactly what caused that feeling because I need to be able to create an environment and be able to foster emotions that are the complete opposite of that. I'm going to, I'm going to, make a prediction about you okay you need Not to worry at all <laughs> you need to do that mm-hmm. when you're having dinner with somebody you need to do that all the time it has nothing to do with your job or the business you you are a massively empathetic person who wants to know and wants to understand mm-hmm. and and you're insatiably curious I'm insatiably curious. We're insatiably curious differently. Like I could not do what you do. <laughs> I, I could do all of the things that you do. Mm-hmm. But, but I absolutely promise you, 
it would not produce the same result. Mm-hmm. So, so you boost people, you boost people to a level that I didn't really think was possible with, with, without, without there being some manipulative end to it or, or yeah. some huge platform coming in. And, and what I saw from the beginning was like, when something good happens to somebody, you are like genuinely, truly <laughs> happy, whether you know them or not, or whether you yeah. understand it or not, you're just like genuinely happy. <laughs> I like and I see somebody say this, people. <laughs> I want good things to happen to good people too. And when they say something on Twitter and I don't know who they are, I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> what's, what's next? Right. And, and so like, like, I mean, you, you, you did hashtag marketing Twitter, right? I, I what? You did hashtag marketing Twitter. Kind of, kind of didn't. It was, it was already kind of like, like you said, it was already kind of existed. People knew about it. People were already having like micro talks and micro communities there. Um, Julian from Adweek did a post in February um, of last year, basically like stirring up brand Twitter. Like I run this account. I'd love to meet the person who runs this account. Comment with who you'd like to meet to and where you work. And that kind of started it. And that really created a swell. And then what I did was I woke up one morning and my feed was just beautiful. It was just all my friends, people who love marketing, just talking and being nice. And it wasn't filled with politics. It wasn't filled with hate. It was just people that make Twitter my second home. And I wanted to share that feeling because a lot of us don't go on social and don't have that feeling. It's a very negative place. It's a very toxic place. And so I shared it saying, if you have less than a thousand followers and do marketing in any capacity, say, hi, let us get to know you. Cause those people, a lot of them already knew about marketing Twitter, but they didn't feel like they, they, they didn't feel worthy. They didn't feel because they, they didn't have a certain number of followers or they don't work at Nike or, or like a fortune. And that was like four months ago, four or five months ago that you did that, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and it still fills my feed with right. Which, which again, now you did that. Yeah. With no, no. hidden agenda. Just, no. Right. I See, just wanted, I just wanted people to so enjoy Twitter the way I enjoy the, Twitter. <laughs> right. And I, I think this is an area that like that Doug you're, you're hitting on is the, is kind of the, is really around the hidden agenda. Um, and I think that that's part of the problem with everybody talking about, you know, community, community, community today is there's so many, uh, so many companies and pundits of community that have a true hidden agenda. Um, yeah. And people like us that have, you know, that we're, we're, we see these things, that's where we start to, you know, just it's a variation. It's a variation of Goodhart's law. The moment you take mm-hmm. a good measurement and you turn it into an objective, it stops being a good measurement. You know, yeah. the moment you take, um, you know, the moment you take something cool. The moment you take a byproduct and you turn it into the objective. Yeah. You, you know what the definition of brand is, don't you? There's like thirty different versions. No, there's one on right definition. There's one right definition of brand. Here it is. Right? For me, it's okay. according to Doug. <laughs> no, I'm going to share with you what I'm going to share with you what the definition is. Okay. okay? I can share mine later. <laughs> it is an ends turned into a means mm-hmm. by a bunch of consultants so they could make something simple, complicated and charge a lot of money for it. <laughs> That's what branding is, right? Because we all know what, what is brand, brand is what people say about you, mm-hmm. right? You don't control your brand. The people who touch you control your brand. But wait, I can't charge for that. If right? you foster I, it. I can't 
but I can't charge for it, right? I can't charge for that. Um, I can't charge for, um, I can't charge for community. I can't charge for advocacy because that happens, right? I choose mm -hmm. to advocate for you or not. Mm -hmm. But if I turn it into this, you know, if I start creating a whole bunch of metrics and I, and I look from behind. So like the greatest success story in SaaS today is HubSpot's partner program. Mm -hmm. Completely agree. And HubSpot's partner program was successful. Um, I don't know if Pete would agree with me on this, but Pete knows that I have said this many times. If, if Brian Halligan wasn't against the partner program, the partner program would never have been successful because if the partner program had been built from the perspective of, yeah, let's have other people sell our product. I, I, I call Pete and I love Pete. I call him strategically lazy. He and I have that in common. Pete looked and said, wait, I need to sell 10 licenses. I don't want to work that hard to sell 10 licenses. Hey, I know this guy, Paul Rotzer. He's got, a, he could sell 10 licenses for me. Let's make him a partner, right? And, and how did he get Paul on board? He served Paul. He took care of Paul. He took care of PR 2020. And if, and if you had brought a whole bunch of corporate metrics into that, like the reason that it worked when partner programs hadn't worked before was Pete was forced to do it on the side. And then they looked up and they're like, holy shit, look at the impact it's having. We need to take this seriously, right? That success was a byproduct. You, you follow what I'm saying? Is that- mm -hmm, I follow you. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so I worry as all these measurements come in and I, you know, everyone's buying media companies, everyone's buying communities and, and I'm, you know, between, are you going to continue to do, are you going to continue to be genuine? I'm not worried about, you and, and and by the way, you know, for the record, HubSpot is is building community. I I think HubSpot's community came about. Um, the, the, it was definitely byproduct. I mean, they they'd love to say that everything happened by design, but it didn't. Yeah, I think. I, well, I think some of some of these communities that are that are popping up happen either as byproduct or just accidentally. Like, mm -hmm. hey, I like. I think every community happens accidentally. Yes, I, I, every good community happens accidentally. And and to your point, if you if if you're not um, happy with this, unless it's a community, series you're not on NBC until it gets on Yahoo and they totally screw it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I think so, I think what you're but I I see what you're saying. I think also though, because HubSpot has always been customer first, that also allows that to happen. You didn't have to worry about. Like there was always the understanding that they're going to understand the customers. They're going to want to serve the customers. They're going to want to take care of them. And then seeing as there was growth, we need hugs. We need groups. We, we, we will, we, See, these people need an outlet to be able to come together to talk. And so HubSpot, I would I, like HubSpot has a community. Like I've joined the team, but they had a community before I joined. No, they're, right. Now, I don't think hugs equals hugs. Okay. Um, and, and some other, we don't have the time to, to, um, to, to get into that detail. And I'm, I'm happy to share with you why I don't think they're the same. Um, I actually think that the magic of HubSpot mm -hmm. is that HubSpot has always actually been three distinctly different companies in one. And, and, and one of the companies had no business metrics that it was fundamentally responsible for. Because there's no way in the world HubSpot Academy would have grown to be HubSpot Academy if it had business metrics that it had to. Revenue tied to it, viewership, right. Right. et cetera. And, right. and, yep. and, and so it was a movement that, that just, you know, it was build the inbound movement. And so it built the inbound movement. 
Um, when they launched inbound, I, absolutely they didn't expect inbound to be what it became, mm-hmm. right? If they had expected it to be what it became, the first three years of inbound would have been fundamentally different, mm-hmm. right? True. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the way, anyone can come to inbound, yeah. right? which is mm-hmm. another element of, of community. So, so let me share an example of where I think the wrong group to build community. Okay. You ready for this? I I'm think ready. it would be a mistake for me to try to build community. Okay. Do you know, do you want to? We're just going to leave it there. You're not going to like ask me why. I, I assumed you were going to, sh- you were going to keep going. <laughs> well, I want to play coy a little bit. Um, because say, wouldn't it, well, hold on. Like, cause I, I was, I was coming into this uh, podcast thinking the same thing. I was going to ask the question of at what point does a company, what B2B is going to be different than B2C, you know, try to build a community. I, Doug, to be honest, like, I think you already probably, I, I, by its definition, I think you already have somewhat of a of a micro community. Oh, see, you just said micro community. Yeah, I, I, well, or you have a community in the sense that there's people that you have. I, what's the definition of community? Like, how many users need? How many people have to be part of something to to, to have a community? You look, look at rural parts of the country that may have five families. Well, so- that's a, probably a community. Um, whereas I have a lot of things in interest, like that, that interest me that are the same as you. Um, we, we talk, we have a lot of the same feelings. We have disagreements. You don't tell me what I want to hear. I don't tell you what you want to hear. When I talk to you, I, I don't know, again, coming into this, I was thinking community is a, a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm talking but, about from, from a business perspective and I'm, I am violating this. But, a little bit. Uh, said right, it, but, but that, that, but that's, but uh, we, we, I think we just went over this and Christina, tell me if you, if you disagree, mm-hmm. communities happen by, a, by accident. Um, you have, you have built a community without you knowing that you have a community behind you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold on. So let, let, let me share with you why. You haven't, you haven't given, you haven't, you haven't provided the plumbing to that community to give them like yeah. You haven't given them a home. To, right. You haven't given the community a home yet, but you have yeah. built I, a, a community. I, I think 2022 is going to be the year of community fatigue. Oh, I can't what, be a member of 17 communities. I, 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 but I, 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 totally, I, I totally agree with that. But you're also only going to engage in the communities that, as Christina just put it, which was perfect, that has a home and that you that has a home and you talk about it all the time, Doug. It's the plumbing that gives you why, the capability, and then also a build, sense of belonging, and, and, and that you're actually getting something out of the community. Why build my community when I can co-op HubSpots? Well, then you're a micro community within the HubSpot. Community. I don't know. Is that I, I, like I'm just throwing that out there? But is that what do you is think, right, Christina? So far, it would be a micro community within because you're taking you're taking your piece of that pie. So it would be a micro community within that overall community. You wouldn't be able to take all of it. No one would. No, I don't. I don't want to take all of it, right? And and <laughs> but like my like so like if I were to try to build a community, mm-hmm. I would be spending so much. Well, a I couldn't afford to. I couldn't this, afford we, to put the resources. Well, to, what? Okay, so let me ask you this: How would you build a community then? Because if you're coming from a place of resources and you're coming from a place of this is how many I want, then you're you're doing the same thing you said that you shouldn't do, which is. You're using it as an objective, not a byproduct. Absolutely. There the, you go. The first thing I would do if you're going to build is you need to see if something already exists. 
So you need to see, is there an ecosystem? You don't need to reinvent the wheel. So you need to look and see, are there hogs? Are there hugs? Are there, are there other people who just genuinely love us? And then the best way is to foster, you're not trying to build a community, you're trying to foster something that's already there, make others feel welcome that weren't even sure it was a thing or knew it was a thing, but just never felt worthy. Then you have that opportunity to connect with them. So you're not saying is I want to own you. Community? It, each writer and their audience that could be conceived be perceived as a community depending on how the writer does that yes but it's but the definition is tied to behavior but see i think then community loses all its meaning because there's only one reason you go on substack you True. go on substack to be able to charge for your newsletter it's the only reason but you don't have to charge people but can, if you're people not going to charge for a port i mean you have to give some away for free because that's what you have to do but I think that that's coming from a place of monetizing everything. That's why I like. But I that's why you go to Substack. But I think that I think that that's a really great conversation to to think about community. So think about what Twitter's done. Think about what marketing Twitter's been able to do, and then Twitter created communities, which is they announced it at their last sales call, revenue call, and it was talking about how you're able to essentially like distribute into micro communities. So I want the dog lovers that I follow to see this this post. So it's more of a distribution channel than actual community. No, it's a monetization channel. But you know what I'm saying? And then they have super follows. So what they're doing no. is, it's that no, open. That's what I'm saying is that, that I don't think Twitter is a community. I think there are communities on Twitter. Right. Uh, so you're, what, what you're saying is, Doug, what you're saying is Twitter provides the infrastructure, the, 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 the highways, the uh, they provide By the, way, the, the, the land, number? they provide the land to build a community. Mm -hmm. they, they, yeah, I mean, you know, what, 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 what's the number one complaint in the investment world about Twitter? Fintech? Just yelling at they, stuff? They, no, they've done <laughs> the worst job of any social network in monetizing their, their traffic. That's true. They're horrible I mean, at monetizing. But you know what? That's also part of the reason that goes back to another point you made. If they were all about like monetization and all about like metrics and all this other stuff, then it wouldn't have been this successful. The same thing with Twitter because it's so open because there aren't those monetization paywalls we're able to collectively find our tribe whether whether like how we could have found them if that like if there was a paywall on my marketing Twitter tweet the impact Correct. would have been minuscule because Correct. it would have immediately created this gateway so, so going back to what I think is involved to build community mm -hmm. okay I think First thing is I can, I can check off every box and I can even execute excellently. I can play the build a community game absolutely correctly. But you have to care. Wait, hold on. I, just stay with me. I can okay. build it correctly and still end up without a community. Yes, I agree. Right? It's, like a, it's like a garden. You, if you, you could do all the things right and it's still not grow the way you want. But at the, like at the core of it, like the core of community for your users is they have to love something, but the core of the community for whoever wants to foster it is you have to care because the days when you're not hitting your metrics, the days when it's not growing as fast as you'd want, the fact where like, it feels like it's not working, you have to care and love it. And you have to genuinely want to know more about those I people or else it just won't. Like it, I like, can't believe you're making me do this. Like that's the fertilizer. Are you gonna? <laughs> You're making me do this. I'm just worried. <laughs> You're making me bring Seth Godin. You're making me okay. bring in Seth Godin. 
Okay. Do you know how Seth Godin tells you whether or not you should write the book that you want to write? Are there 10 people that will absolutely positively have their mind blown and absolutely love what you wrote? What, what the idea that you want to share in your book? And if the answer is yes, then write exclusively to those 10 people. Because the moment you try to write that book to be a bestseller, mm-hmm. you're going to kill the secret sauce that makes it a bestseller. So if you care, like I think to some degree, mm-hmm. if you care about your growth. It's not the growth, it's the people. It's, the growth is fine, but you I need understand. to care about the people. Right. So, so like when I don't meet my metrics. See, I say when that happens, it's like, I, like to build a community, I shouldn't care about my metrics because I care about the people, right? So I think you have to freely, I think to build community, you have to freely give. You have to freely give it a multiple of. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I say I, I can't afford to build a community because I don't have that freedom of resource mm-hmm. to be able to freely give. If I were to, if I were to give mm-hmm. to that level, then that would occupy so much of my resource allocation that, that I would not have, have the funds to support myself mm-hmm. or my team. And that would lead to other problems, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and so again, now what I think is like, I'm, I want to give, I want to hit a takeaway idea mm-hmm. and, and get what you think about it. And then I want to talk about the not so pretty side of community that I think kills most communities. Okay. Okay. Then we'll, then we'll call it a day. Cause we'll okay. go on forever. We'll have to have you back. I hope you're enjoying this. I, I, I am, am enjoying this. I hope you are as well. Yeah. Um, so you didn't think you were going to come on here and we were just going to say wonderful things about community the whole time. This is. A- no, <laughs> you're good. I'm, I'm ready for daggers. Let's go. <laughs> so, um, and holy cow, I forgot what I said that was the first part of what I, what I was going to finish. Um, I know the, the, the unseemly side. Oh, um, we are tribe creatures. We are community creatures. Mm-hmm. I think you either need to build the community mm-hmm. or be in a community. I think, the, I think the opportunity that people are missing in this whole community game mm-hmm. is that it's build a community, build a community, build a community. Be a media company, be a media company, be a media company, as opposed to, you know, why don't I find the community that I belong to? Why don't I find the community that my business fits mm-hmm. and be, be a strong contributing member of that community mm-hmm. and then get the outgrowth of that and, and, and the byproduct becomes that micro community, right? So, so you're either building a community or you're a member of a community. And, and from a business standpoint, I think that's how how you really need to think about it. And, and I think for most businesses, 95 times out of 100, mm-hmm. it's, it's a more powerful um, tactic to, to find the community that exists mm-hmm. rather, than just, rather than trying to build your own. I can see that. I would, also, uh, I would also add that the best community builders are the people who never had their community when they were younger. They've, like you're saying you should always look the best community mm. builders I know have been looking for community. Mm. They've been looking, oh, they've been looking yes. for their tribe <laughs> forever. Yeah. The best community builders are the people who were never at the cool kids table. The people who left, like I'm one of those people. I left high school, went to college thinking high school's horrible. I hate these people. Like, like goodwill, but like y'all are not my people. I'm going to go to college and then I'm going to find my people. I went to college. They weren't there either. And I just kept looking and looking and mm. looking the best community builder, like they talk about empathy. Like you either know what it's like to be isolated and be ostracized or you don't like period. And so the best community builders 
We're not the cool kids. We can have head cheerleader energy all day long, but we never were the head cheerleader, like ever. Because okay. we know what that's like. And we also, because we're chasing that dopamine, we know what it feels like to give that dopamine to others. So maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe there was a reason for marketing Twitter. Maybe I just, I needed friends and they found me and I found them. Maybe that's, maybe that's the, the ulterior motive. But the, if you look at it, like the people who are like the coolest kid in the room, the like the popular person, it's going to be hard for them to understand what it's like not knowing, like they don't know what it's like to not be in the clique. Well, you know, it, 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 it's like, and it's interesting to say that, you know, the best community builder is the one who never really had their community. Um, that was an incredibly the best baseball thing. coach is the one who yeah. struggled playing baseball because they really had to learn. Mm -hmm. But so that that's a, I got to need to think about that one. Um, I, I, I like it, but it's, wow, it's going, it's like pinballing through my head right now. <laughs> um, it's deep. I wholeheartedly, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that, with that statement. I think it was very powerful. Quiz question. What's the first thing two or more fans of HubSpot do when they get together? I don't know. They complain <laughs> about HubSpot. Do you know half your Virginia Tech tweets? I think that you hate Virginia Tech because you're just complaining about it. So Can you believe that. what that coach did? That son of <laughs> right? Yeah, because I love it right. so much. I wouldn't complain if I didn't love it. I would just leave. So you know what you know what kills communities when businesses are building communities? They bring their fans together, waiting to hear the love, waiting to hear the adulation. And what do they get? They get complaints. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And then all of a sudden, the two people, they start building on each other. And they go, no, 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 we can't bring these people together because they're, they're going to start talking about what they don't like about us. Right? Mm -hmm. Right? The first thing fans do is bitch. They wouldn't complain if they didn't love. And, and, and this is like, this is ingrained in HubSpot. It's why I think HubSpot has been successful at this is that they've always lived, always appreciated feedback. They haven't always liked it, but they've always appreciated it, right? And we're always, and we're always look, looking for feedback. We, we, we feed off of it yep. Yep. because we and, know and that it can be better. We know that we know that we can all work harder. We all know that we can do. And that's the thing too, like I mentioned before, because it's customer first, then we have to listen to them. There's a reason why we have a voice of the customer team. There's a yeah. reason. See, so, so you were building community before you were on a community team. Yes. You were just building community, right? Mm -hmm. and, 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 and so my point, like, I don't think it's, I mean, customer first, I mean, I agree that if you're not customer first, that's going to be a huge barrier. But I, like, to me, it, it, it's, it, it's like apples and shares. It's not about customer first. It's got to be about beyond customer. It, it, it's because mm -hmm. you're, you're moving beyond the, the, what, what drives someone to be a customer. You know, one mm -hmm. of the great things, one of the smartest things HubSpot did was they launched their blog six months before they had a product. Mm -hmm. They welcomed users and non-users together. Mm -hmm. they, they, you know, they built love from mm -hmm. a whole bunch of people that on the surface, they're, they're never going to be the decision maker on whether to, but they built law. They, they kind of built mm -hmm. that community and that mm -hmm. gave them lift, right? They've always mm -hmm. been playing that long game. Harley, mm -hmm. once they understood that they shouldn't sue their hogs, started going, mm -hmm. hey, wait, let's play that long game. Mm -hmm. Peloton seems to be doing an extraordinarily good job of that. Apple has done an exceptional job of that. Mm -hmm. um, but, but you've got to look beyond it. And this gets to the ugly side that I wanted to close this out on, which mm -hmm. is 
if you can't be comfortable hearing two customers going back at two, two people going back and forth mm-hmm. about everything that's wrong with you mm-hmm. and your dog, mm-hmm. then, then you're not really, you know, you're not going to be able to build community. And, and so I see companies. I hear that. I hear forget that. Companies, forget yeah. companies. I, I see organizations come so close mm-hmm. to building community Mm-hmm. but they can't let that last piece out. Yeah. They can't let that risk of wait, they're going to say bad things about us. Cause, mm-hmm. Cause you know what I tweet, like if I tweet openly mm-hmm. about HubSpot, mm-hmm. I'm more often going to be complaining about something than I'm going to be complimenting something. Mm-hmm. Though I do think it's fair to say that I'm responsible for bringing more business to HubSpot than costing them business, if you will. Mm-hmm. But, but like, those are the things that like if HubSpot didn't, accept that and appreciate that. And, and by the way, one reason why I'm so embedded in the quote unquote HubSpot community is because I give hard direct feedback, whether it's welcome or not. Yeah. But that's needed. And, and, and in most places it's not so welcome. Yeah. Right. It's like, okay, you do. I mean, you do the same, you do this to be quite, uh, to be quite transparent. You do the same thing with me and, and our product. And it doesn't, I, th- those are the customers that I like, I, 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 I love engaging with the most I, because they give, I tell the restaurant that I'm meeting at what's wrong with, you know, how they need to change their service delivery. Process. Right. It's, it, but right. If, if you can't, if you can't understand and take that type of advice and internalize it and, and try to make some changes. But, then... but I think that goes back to the, the, the control aspect that yeah. goes back to that is you're trying to control that, but what is community except it's just a, it's a group of humans who are going to do human things, who are going to be passionately angry or happy about something. And that's why it's all about fostering. That's why support is the first in the spaces is that the first role of that community is to support. And if you were perfect and your product or service was perfect and everyone was happy, you wouldn't have support. There'd be no customer support because who's going to complain. So if you're coming from a place of the first goal of this community is for support, then you're going to have more of an open door policy when it comes to that negative feedback, because you're going to see that negative feedback as a learning opportunity. Because you didn't like this, great. What can we do to fix that problem and make our product and service better for you? Because if you have that complaint, someone else probably has a similar complaint. And that's where you see growth. That's where you see innovation. That's where you're going to see these businesses step up. And so I would argue whether it's a community model or not. Having, having a place where you are fearful of negative feedback is going to be detrimental community or otherwise, because so actually cutting that off. I'm going to, I think I'm going to give, I'm going to give you a community building tip. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I think if every time someone says something negative or bad or complains, if the response is, oh, what can we do to fix that? Mm-hmm. You're getting in the way of building community. Because you know what? Sometimes people just want to complain. And that's I don't want true. you to do anything, right? And, and so- But most again, of the time people will say that. People will be very clear. Like, how can I help you? Be like, no, this sucks. I don't, I don't want any help. Well, but, but here, here's what I'm getting at though. Like, cause remember to me, a major aspect to make community truly community is the, self, is the self-organizing mm-hmm. component of it. And like, so the community centers of HubSpot mm-hmm. are not the places where I'm most active in community. Um, I don't touch, I don't touch Facebook mm-hmm. um, because they are evil. Um, I, I don't, I don't really get on the HubSpot community and, and I see that I, I see that they're doing some things to, to try to bring some more meat to that and, mm-hmm. and relevance to that. I, I, I've got kind of some mixed feelings 
personally as a community member mm -hmm. because I'm not going to go into your house and complain about your food. I'm going to complain about your food when I'm not in your house, right? If I may be completely that's boorish fair. in what I'm saying, but if you get right, so like when I'm, I get your, I get your meaning, yeah. I don't want to be listened to. So like, so like if I know that, that if I say something, you're going to, um, with all the right intention, you know, it, it's like my, you know, remember the, the, the movie white men can't jump mm -hmm. and Rosie Perez says to, to Woody Harrelson, I'm thirsty. So he gets up and, and gets her a glass of water. And she goes, why'd you do that? And he said, because you said you were thirsty. And she says, yeah, but I didn't need you to get me a glass of water. And he says, yeah, but you were thirsty. So I was trying to help. And she goes, I just want you to understand that I'm thirsty. And, and so he threw the glass of water at her, which, you know, but, but you kind of have that element that, that if I go in and I'm in fix it mode all the time, mm -hmm. right. The, and again, don't get me wrong. I get it. Like sometimes you have to listen, but I think sometimes you all like, there's that expectation of like, there, there's that understanding that when you have fans and your fans are together, mm -hmm. they're going to complain. And, and like, I've been in conversations with, with Brian Halligan with multiple people. Sometimes it's not even me being the one that's initiating and there's why this, why this? And there's this complaint, this complaint, this complaint. And Brian's like, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And he doesn't do tell me more, right. He's there and he's just listening because he's part of the, the group. Now there are other times where he'll where I'll see that and he'll be like, okay, tell me why that. How would you want it to be, right? Mm -hmm. and, and and I think that's one of the elements that, that's really important and is really hard to let people have control of their experience. Does that make mm -hmm. any sense, or am I just? No, it makes sense. Artie, Mike, I'll let you ask the last question. Uh, I don't. I, I I really don't have any additional questions um, other than. You know, Christina, how can, you know, how, how can people follow you? Obviously, hashtag marketing Twitter. And but, but before that, give us a takeaway. So somebody saying, you know, you, you, you've got a mid-sized company. Um, mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, this community thing makes a lot of sense. What, what would you, so, you know, there's some, there's some marketer that, that, that's, that's looking there and thinking, well, well, how do I get this started? What, mm -hmm. what's the first thing they should do? Or the first, all the first things they should do? One of the first things I would do is I would make a list of, what your, what kind of problems do you want it to solve? And what are your real motivations behind it? And if it's all about like, I want money, I want to monetize this, then really think about back about if this is the right goal for you, if this is the right tactic, if it, it cause it has to be more than a tactic. It has to be because tactics get old and, and tactics get removed and tactics, you throw away tactics really quickly because you, there's almost like an expiration date. I didn't, this didn't do what I needed to do by now. Let's just scrap it. So really think about your why. Why are you doing this? What are your expectations? And then look and see where your people are now. Where are they externally? Where are those micro communities? Where are they talking? What are they talking about? And do that audience intelligence. What kind of conversations are they having? And what are those needs based on where the channels? Because user culture differs based on where you're having it and based on how open it is, based on the demographics that are involved, based on how easy it is to communicate with each other. You're going to have very different conversations about a company on Instagram as you are on Reddit, as you are on Twitter, as you are on Pinterest. So take a really large look, do an audit, look for your brand name, look for the keywords that are associated with your product or service, look to see what's currently being said with just from an observational lens. 
you really just need to come from a place of observation. I need to look and see what's happening, what kind of conversations are happening and see if there are any micro communities that are generally formed. Do they have Facebook groups? Do they have, um, do they have Pinterest boards? Do they have Slack channels? Do they have discords? What are they doing? Where are they living? What kind of conversations are they having? And how can you, what's missing? What are the gaps? Is there anything that you can do to make things better? Can you empower them? Can you entertain them? Can you, can you educate them? What can you do? There's so many things that people want that they don't really know they want until they have it presented to them. And that could be as much as, that can be something, um, that can be something from a place of basically saying like they need this, but they feel ignored. So there's so many brands who want to create community and they don't even like their brand love on Twitter. They don't acknowledge those fans, but they want to create a community around them. That makes no sense to me. You have got to show that you are invested. You got to show that you are human and you want to be a part of what they're building. You want to be a part of what they're doing. You want to listen to them, good, bad, ugly. And you want to be a part of those conversations and you want to be there as a conduit. How can I empower you? How can I educate you? How can I make things better for you? How do you, what are you missing? Is, and like now for community, a lot of people, like you mentioned earlier, there is this need for connection because we've been so isolated because of everything that happened because of COVID. And I agree, there's going to be fatigue next year because you're going to jump into all these micro communities and think like, I just need to talk to people. I don't even care what we're talking about. Just give me a Zoom happy hour and I'll be fine. Next year, when you're able to see humans in person again, and you're able to have experiences, your needs are going to be drastically different. So the people who are building community now are going to have to be agile. They're going to have to understand how to pivot. They're going to under, have to understand that the needs or the fertilizer of these plants is drastically different. The nutrients need to be different. And then you need to position, how does that look in an in real life um, meeting situation? Do we have mixers? Do we have um, trips? Do we have happy hours together? Do we have workshops? Do we have, like, that's one of the things that I liked about the, the marketing Twitter conference is an unconference where I don't want to sit and be told how to do something. I want to hug people. I want to, I want to meet the people who I am friends with online who, who would DM me and I would take a bullet for him and heartbeat. And there's people I've known for years and I'm like, I don't pick up the phone for you. Like, that's what we're needing. So you need to continue to listen. Social listening is crucial. Understanding the needs of the audience, especially as things are going to shift once we're all safe and able to go out in public and meet each other and hug each other and have drinks and laugh. You need to be able to listen. You need to be agile and you need to care because you're going to get too tired and too frustrated if you don't care. But if you genuinely love your fans and you genuinely love your customers, then you're going to, you're going to take those steps every day. You're going to plant those seeds. You're going to do what needs to be done because you're not coming from a place of, I need to hit this metric. You're coming from a place of how can I serve them? And that's, what's going to make the community grow because they're also going to realize this person genuinely cares about me. That's the thing too. Like I could do everything for you, but if you thought I had an ulterior motive, you're not going to believe the thing I say. Doesn't matter how good I am at it. You'd be like, she just wants us to do this. This is just, this is her ulterior motive. You have to truly believe that I give a crap about you. You have to truly believe that I want you to be better. And I want to be a part of that. And if you don't, then every other thing I do will be suspect. Well, there's the entire Great. course. Holy yes. cow. That Great advice. Awesome. <laughs> Artie, how do people connect with you? 
Um, that Christina G on Twitter, Instagram, you can search for me on LinkedIn at um, Christina Garnett and medium Christina Garnett too. I have a couple pieces. I even have a piece about trying to find my tribe. Um, that's on there too. So it's a lot older. It's from like two, three years ago to prove that I truly am not a cool kid. Um, so I got that's bad news You're a cool kid to us. You're a cool kid and you're at the cool kids table. So, awesome. Uh, Glad to be here. Um, there you go. So if you're, if you're looking for it, you just got to look where you are. Uh, Christina, thanks so thank much. Love so to have much. you again. Absolutely. Thank you guys so, so much for having great, me. This is a great time. It.